pray for our president. And this is in no means an endorsement for any candidate, particularly for uh, the current president. But we want to pray, as the Bible commanded us, to pray for those rulers and those in authority. So let's pray to the Lord. Father, we lift up in the name of Jesus, Lord, our president. We pray for he and his wife. We pray for their healing this morning. For your word declares that you are the Lord our God that heals us. And that it's by your stripes that we are healed. And Jesus, we lift up your great name. For your name is above coronavirus. So Father, we speak healing right now into his body. Lord, that you would touch him even from the crown of his head and even to the soles of his feet. We speak healing this morning for he and his wife. We speak healing. Lord, even for those affected in the White House, we speak healing. God, for those across this nation that's been affected, Lord, we speak healing this morning. For those, Lord, that are connected to this house, for those, Father God, that we know of, we pray for their healing this morning, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, for your grace for healing. Thank you for your anointing for healing right now. Father, we speak healing for coronavirus. We speak healing, Lord God. Hallelujah. Father God, for cancer, healing this morning. For diabetes, healing this morning. Hallelujah. We speak healing for every affliction, every infirmity, every disease, for mental illness. We speak healing this morning. Let healing flow, Lord God. Healing flow throughout this room. Let healing flow across the airways. Let the healing, healing, healing flow, Lord God, into the homes of those that are listening this morning. Hallelujah. That are live streaming. We speak healing this morning. The Spirit of the living God heal you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The blood was shed for your healing. Father, heal right now as only you can. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for wholeness. Thank you for recovery. Thank you for restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. And Lord God, we lift up every unsaved loved one. We lift them up this morning asking you to save them. Hallelujah. Wherever they may be, let your word reach them. Let your spirit, Lord, touch them where they are. In the name of Jesus, your spirit draw them, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would convict their hearts Lord God, that they would have faith to ask you into their lives. Faith to receive you as Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for our leaders this morning. For Apostle C and Sister C. We lift them up before you, O God. Speaking strength over them. Healing over them. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Favor and blessing over their life right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for Pastor Gardner this morning. Lord, asking you to strengthen him now. Strengthen his body, Lord God. Give him grace this morning. The grace of the Lord Jesus. Minister to him right now. In the name of Jesus. Healing and blessing and favor this morning. In Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for the EACM. For hallelujah. Every church and parachurch. Every ministry, Lord God. And ministry gift. We lift them up before you this morning. As we speak blessing and favor and strength and courage over everyone this morning in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 father 
Give them courage for the assignment. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We speak blessing and favor over them now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, in Jesus' name, we pray for every ministry in this house. We pray for the destiny schools of ministry. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord God, for every ministry gift in this house. And as we lift up this house, God, we pray especially for our leaders, our bishop and Dr. Sherem. God, we speak blessing over them. We speak favor over them. Yes, we speak grace over their lives. Grace, 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 and more grace in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you. Hallelujah, we praise you. Rosato, Robocosoto Raba, Randiriosi and Debeosa. Thank you, Lord God, for revival that's coming to this place. Thank you for the move of God coming through this place. Thank you for prophetic voices you raise up in this place. Thank you for the apostolic word, hallelujah, work that takes place, Lord God. Hallelujah, as your word, Lord God, goes throughout this community. And Father, in advance, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing right now. We thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you for your blessing in this house. We thank you for the manifestation of your power, grace in this house. Hallelujah. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody that's believing God. Lift your voice. Oh, come on, lift it up. I tested negative, amen? Never had it. I have other issues, amen? But this morning I want to remember, this mic is not normally where it used to be, amen? A little, little different. Um, the, I want to pray this morning. Uh, I was supposed to be in Tulsa, there we go, Tulsa, Oklahoma, with Pastor Libertus. We have a church there, a Messianic church. And we have, yes, five Bible schools of ours. And right now, Dr. Scott is having service there. And he went on my behalf. So let's lift up that church. Pastor Simon, will you come and pray? Let's pray for Dr. Scott. We'll pray for the service this morning. His faithful wife is here. Amen, Reverend Pam. But we're going to lift him up this morning. They have a powerful service. He's ministering inner healing yesterday. And today he's doing the services. Amen. He opened Friday night with chaplains. So he ministered chaplaincy, inner healing, and deliverance yesterday, and the prophetic both nights, and today he's doing Sunday morning service. 
So let's lift him up and pray for him. Pastor, would you come and pray? Amen. Hands to the cross and let us pray. Amen. For one of our affiliate churches and for Dr. Scott. Father, we thank you that your gifts and callings are without repentance. That, Father, you flow in your gifts and through your children, through your sons and daughters. So, Father, we thank you for Dr. Scott. We thank you, Father, that he is always out and about doing his father's business. That, Father, he sits and learns from you. Father, that which he knows in the secret places, he proclaims in the public places. So, Father, thank you that your gifts flow in and through him. Thank you, Father, that he has an ear to hear and a heart to understand what it is that you're saying in this time and this season. <clears throat> so, Father, we thank you for even the services that have gone on, for the work that you have done, for the freedom that you have brought to your children. We thank you, Lord, that you even used Dr. Scott this morning in Sunday morning service, the Father, you've laid upon a message upon his heart, and the Father, he speaks with the boldness and the confidence and the ability to preach and teach and prophesy that you have given him. We thank you, Father, that he does not look to man, but he looks to you in all things. Father, we hold up the libertuses to you. We thank you, Father, for this center, this apostolic center, and Father, that is a drawing place. Father, that it is a place where the, the Judeo-Christian mix is there. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for teaching. We thank you for leading. We thank you for blessing the Libertuses. Father, we thank you for your hedge of protection around them and for growing that which you have given them, the ministry that you have given them. And Father, when Dr. Scott comes back, he will come back with a message of uh, a testimony of your goodness and of your grace, of your healing. And Father, we just give you thanks for your hedge of protection around him as he travels. And everybody said... Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning and give him thanks. Um, let's stand up. We're going to give the Lord a shout. All right? Let's shout down the walls and let him know who's in charge. Amen? Let the devil know who's in charge. Out of our breath, our pneuma. Amen. Are we ready? One. Two. Two and a half. Two and three quarters. Ready? I'm ready to dance. You got something, Pastor Eric? I'm ready to dance. That was something that we all know and can dance to. Speak the blood of Jesus over every bit of that equipment and every person back there. Hallelujah. Give God praise this morning. Amen. Well, we're thanking God this morning for you being here and those of you joining us by live stream. We just thank, the, thank God that 
Uh, the man of God is back in the house this morning. Amen. I already feel stronger. Woo! Amen. You're going to have to pull out those little phones or your Bibles. You brought your Bible because we're going to have to look up our scriptures. I think God allows things. Amen. So we have to look up our scriptures this morning. All right. I got a little friend joining me here. He's got a lot to say. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I want to um, share this morning a word that God gave me about David and Goliath. Amen? A little different take as I began to... Is there a way to... No, that didn't even matter. I did. Yes. I don't know where it's plugged in, but it's coming through. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Ulysses. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, this is called this morning relationship versus religion. Amen? Like, I'm so tired of hearing people complain about the church you know the church was Jesus idea not ours but at the same time we're the church so when people complain about the church they're really complaining about us amen but when there's true relationship with God then it's no longer religion it's no longer the church. God is really speaking to the ecclesia in this hour. We are the ecclesia. E C C L E S I A. Some people say ecclesia, ecclesia, but we are the ecclesia. We're the church, and we were God's idea. And in this season, we need that fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit like never before. How many of you need a fresh infilling? This, amen. I want to just ask our bishop to pray over us this morning for that fresh infilling of the Spirit in all of our lives. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Oh, Lord, the God. Father, we thank you. Thank you. For fresh impartation and a fresh infilling in your spirit. Father, as the battle rages and the war goes on, Father, fill us fresh with your presence and impartation. Give us our purpose, Lord God, and our plan and our position in war. Fill us afresh today with a new infilling and a touch of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Whew. Can I get some help about giving everybody? I'm giving every one of you your own smooth stone. Okay? And they've been sanitized. Hallelujah. That's right. Everybody gets their own smooth stone. I'm not giving you five. Because it didn't take five. Right? But we need this fresh infilling. We've got to understand that it's our season to walk in purpose like never before. If you ever wondered what your purpose was in, in Christ, you're discovering it in this season like never before. Your purpose to live for Jesus every day of your life, have relationship with Jesus, know Jesus, please God. That's your purpose. Everything you do after that is just part of living life here and fulfilling your purpose or destiny. Exactly. Right? And what God began to show me is when we understand our purpose, when we find our place as kingdom kids, how many of you are finding your place as a kingdom kid? You know who you are in Christ. You're, you're discovering that and you're fulfilling that more. Then you begin to feel like you're home. How many of you feel like you're home? How many of you feel like you're getting home finally? How many of you ever got that feeling where I just want to go home? I, you're done. You're done after a long day or you're just done with whatever's going on and I'm going home. How many of you are home? We know who we are in Jesus Christ. That enemy can come and rock your boat, but man, it's Jesus that pulls you in. Pulls you into shore. So when we begin to look at this, even in, I want you to go to 1 Samuel 4, 7. As we begin to look at David and Goliath. I know it takes a minute to pull everything up here. My flashlight. Oh. Okay. I didn't ask for my flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. It's going to have to stay on. Um, verse 7. It says... And the Philistines became afraid. Wow. How many of you ever thought about the Philistines being afraid? They said, God has entered the camp. We're lost. There was no such thing yesterday or the day before. They weren't used to being, being afraid of the God of Israel. So we get a kind of a picture right there where 
They were afraid. And so they had to go get their big brother to come fight their battles. But the reality was they were afraid because they knew that the, the God of Israel was coming and he would destroy them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, God takes care of his own. Say, God's taking care of me because I'm his own. Now, if you believe that, shout, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can shout at home too. Hallelujah. Because we got to get that in our spirit. We have relationship with our father and he is going to destroy whoever comes and tries to touch us. I know what some of you are thinking. Well, where is he at right about now? He's with you because you don't live by what you see or feel. You live by what you know. How many of you got kids and grandkids? And if anybody were to touch those kids, they call it mama bear, but papa bear, mama bear. And God is our daddy bear. Daddy's in the house. He's in your house. And he covers you. The Philistines were afraid. What Philistine do you face today? Come on, think about what the Philistines are in your life. Making it look like they can do something. But really, those Philistines are afraid of your God. How many of you ever looked at it that way? How many of you ever thought about the Philistines being afraid of the God of Israel? All we ever heard about is David and Goliath. But the Holy Ghost is ready. The Holy Ghost is ready to deal with and expose whoever comes against his own. Don't touch what's mine. That's what God's saying. Don't touch them. Yeah, I was walking my little grandson, took him on a walk uh, in his stroller probably about a couple months ago when it was really warm out. And we were strolling down uh, Mac Avenue. And an elderly gentleman who I often saw walking was coming in the other direction, and he stopped. He says, oh, what a beautiful baby. And he went to lean in. I said, don't touch him. I mean, it just came right up out of me. I said, don't touch him. He goes, oh. I said, oh, no, 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 we don't touch him. I said, I don't know you, he don't know you, and what's more, I don't know what you have. Hello? God is saying to your Philistines, don't touch them. 
And so what does the enemy got to do? He's got to try to bring it all the way around and try to press and try to oppress and try to tell you, oh, I got you. And he lies. Philistines are liars. God is unleashing judgment in this hour. People have said to me, do you think this is judgment? What's going on here and there? I believe God is bringing judgment to the corruption and to the lies and to the enemy, but not to his own. Well, what do you think about that scripture, Pastor Cheryl? He reigns on the just and the unjust. Yeah, rain falls, but I want to tell you some. You ever hear about running through the raindrops, in between the raindrops? Because God takes care of his own. Well, let's look at this. Let's go to 1 Samuel 17, verse 36. This is going to give you a fresh perspective, which I love to do as I look at this Hebrew. But when we think about the, the uh, event, David and Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, whenever you are talking about or someone talks about and brings up David and Goliath, what's the first thing that comes to mind when we think of the miracle? We think that the miracle was what? That David killed Goliath. That this little boy, who is about 13, 14 years old, took one stone and whack, knocked out the giant. But I want to suggest something a little different today. Because the real truth is, that wasn't the miracle. I want to say that we begin to look at this, that the miracle was not that he killed Goliath, but that the truth was the miracle was he had a relationship with God that not everyone had. The miracle was that all of Israel believed in God, right? But David had a relationship with God. I mean, we're really going to separate the men from the boys and the women from the girls today. <laughs> because David had to have a strategy and a plan that would destroy his enemy. And that, that came only from God. <laughs> if just anybody in Israel, if, if a hundred of the Israelites went and got five smooth stones and started whacking at the enemy, would he have been knocked out? So it wasn't the act of killing Goliath that was the miracle. The truth is, look at 1 Samuel 17, 36. Your servant has defeated both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has challenged 
the armies of the living God. So the average shepherd back then would have been trained and knew how to defeat the enemy coming against the flock, correct? That was not unusual for them to kill lions and bears. We think, oh, that was another miracle, but they would have been trained. It'd be like saying, oh, uh, you know, an accountant can do books. That's a miracle. Well, maybe for some it is, but on the average, they're trained to do books. That's not a miracle. That's their training. David was trained on how to protect sheep, people. That would have been part of his understanding and training. And so here is this 12 to 14 years old. They believed he was. Here's this boy who goes into the brook Elah. Now here's an interesting point. Elah in the Hebrew means probation. Elah in the Hebrew means curse. David went to the brook, grabbed five smooth stones, and now here's another interesting point, the number five. See, God doesn't waste anything. The number five is represented by the letter Hey, H-E-I. And the number five represents the breath of God. Whoa. David went and got five stones in a cursed brook. Broke the curse over the brook with the breath of God. He goes and says to Goliath, you're just nothing but a Philistine dog. I thought, poor dog. Why curse dogs with the Philistine? But here is David, and what's really cool here now is, let's look at the Hebrew translation of Goliath. The translation is in the Hebrew, Gimel, and Lamed. Those are the two Hebrew words that make up Goliath. Gimel, G-I-M-M-E-L, and Lamed, L-A-M-E-D. Now, look at this. His name, Goliath, meant to expose, to reveal. What was Goliath representing? He represented the exposing and the fear of the Israelites. He exposed how lacking faith the Israelites were. Because when Goliath came on the scene, man, everybody ran for cover. What is the Goliath in your life? What is that Goliath? And ask God to show you what that Goliath is showing you about you. Because God's word tells us hundreds of times, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. 
365 times, one for every day of the year. What was that Goliath exposing, revealing about Israel as a nation? That they had no faith. That they feared. Ask God to show you. What is Goliath showing me? Fear? Fear in a season and an hour. This country's full of it. It's exposed. Our Goliath has exposed it. COVID-19, the political system. Our Goliaths have exposed what? Our fear. Our lack of faith. And this is the greatest season because now the church is arising and saying, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't need to pick a political anything. I need to believe God. I need to look to Jesus. Not a man. Not a woman. Nobody's going to solve anything. God. God coming back in to the land. Our Goliath is a lie. Goliath. David, he had no fear of Goliath because he had relationship with God. People have said to me, aren't you fearful for the election? I said, nope, I don't care if Bozo gets elected. I think Bozo would do a better job. My grandsons, all three of them could run the country. Probably do a good job. How many of you hear what I'm saying? We can't have fear. We're a people already experienced and trained like David was to slay the bear, slay the giants. We don't have no fear. It may try to creep up in you. You might sit there and say, well, Pastor Cheryl, I got some fear. You may have some, but you are not filled to the brim, running over with fear. Fear, I know, was a giant in my life until deliverance and inner healing. And then it had to go. And every time it would try to crop up, because see, that's the lie. That's the Philistine that keeps trying to oppress and come at you. Nope, you're out of here. Not today. I got too much else to do. Are you getting this this morning? The number five, again, the letter is the fifth letter of the alphabet, H-E-I. And that letter, H-E-I, is connected to the divine releasing of God's power in his breath. God breathed, he released power. God breathed and created the entire world. See why we got to be careful what we say? See why we got to be careful what we breathe out of this mouth? Because... We can create junk that we don't want created. Learn how to speak slowly. 
Listen quickly. Speak slowly. Are you with me? Hay is seen as the letter of divine breath of God, along with the word of God. Look at Psalm 33, 6. Let's go there for a minute. And I could find it faster if I had my Bible here. Okay, Psalm 33, 6. Look what it says. By the word of Adonai, God, the heavens were made and their whole host by a breath from his mouth. Everything that you see, everything that you have is created by the word of God and his breath. And he gives us that same ability, which is why we have to temper, we have to battle with our tongues. Everything that the letter Hey, H-E-I, the fifth letter of the alphabet, connected to five smooth stones, is connected to the divine breath of God, releasing his power. When David chose five stones, he didn't probably realize it, but what? He had relationship with God. And so God said, get five. David got five, representing God saying, I'm going to release my power. Now, some theologians believe that David picked five because Goliath had four brothers. And if the first stone didn't kill Goliath completely, David had four more to kill the four brothers. I don't believe that. I believe David picked five because he was releasing the power of God to kill off his giant. And it only took one smooth stone. It takes one God that we believe in, that we know is the judge of the universe, that we know is God of the universe. It takes one God, the only true God, to handle our lives to handle our churches, to handle this nation. We don't have to go looking for a bunch of different gods. Well, which God do I need to believe in today so that my day goes good? I don't know how people believe in that junk. That would take more energy, more time, more whatever to understand which God you pick. I was in Japan, I'm telling you, out of experience. I'm driving into, Jap into uh, Tokyo with uh, Dr. Sun Fanon, and as we're driving in, our interpreter says, oh, they have 300,000 gods. I said, you are serious. He says, oh, yes, Dr. Cheryl. I said, so how do you know which one to pick for the day? And he chuckled. He said they try to do something where they just get them all at once. Wow. 
I'd rather just have God. He, he's God of everything. So here they are, and they're mocking God. The Philistines were mocking God for 40 days. You think, why did God let that go on? Why would God let that go on for 40 days? Mocking God, mocking Israel. Listen, I want to tell you something. 40 represents probation. 40 is the number of probation. God will give everyone the last opportunity to turn around. He is a long-suffering God. And he said, okay, you got 40 days. Have a ball. He looks at us and he says, look, I'm giving you 40 days. I'm giving you probation. I'm going to give you a little slide on this. Get it together. God has been giving our nation a lot of days. <laughs> you know? Everybody thought, oh, 9-11 was going to bring us to our knees. Yeah, for a second. A hot second, too. But now, 40 days. We've had four months, six months, whatever. Listen, I'm so excited because I'm seeing people praying. I'm seeing people fast. I'm seeing people turn around. I'm seeing people say, I'm coming to Christ because this is it. I need Jesus Christ. Listen, this is the greatest hour of the church. We are arising. We are turning around. We are on our face, crying out to God for repentance. We're saying, God, touch our land. Heal our land, God. Because, God, we're hating sin. We're turning. We're walking in the other direction. God, we are praying, seeking your face. David had relationship. You have relationship with God. You don't just sit in a building. You sit in this building this morning because you believe that out of relationship, God is going to move in your life like never before. And how many of you would raise your hand and be honest? You would say, yes, God has really been doing some wild stuff in my life this season. See, look around. Because it's real. You at home, how good has God been during the pandemic? How many of you would raise your hand and say, yes, he has been an awesome God. See, the media won't publish that. <laughs> He's a good God. And he takes care of his own. He had David. He said, David, get yourself some smooth stones, five of them. We're about to release my breath, my power, and we're about to destroy this enemy because he's had 40 days. 
but I used him, David. I used him to show Israel how little faith they had. And I used the whole time, David, to bring a little 14-year-old, maybe 12-year-old, to do the job that men and women couldn't do. Wow. Wow. I know Israel was excited when Goliath went down, but I'd have almost been embarrassed as an adult. And I almost felt like, wow, we couldn't do that. What's wrong with us, God? The word hey is translated, I mean, the letter hey is also translated in the Hebrew. See, their letters and numbers mean whole concepts. So it's translated created. Again, speaking of the divine breath of God being creative. Creative. What do I mean? Why didn't David go after uh, Goliath with a spear? That was traditional. Why didn't David go after Goliath with all of Saul's armor on? Because that was traditional. But David said, man, I can't wear this. It's hideous. How many of you have, somebody has said to you, here, you can use my coat or my this or my that. And you go, I can't go out in there. I look hideous. So God got creative. You might have to get a little creative to bring your giant down. Well, what do you mean? You may have to get on your face and seek God. For you, that might be creative. You might like to just sit in prayer and God says, no, I want you on your knees. You might have to think of a fast. God might have to put a fast on you. Well, Dr. Cheryl, I don't, I don't know if you, if you tell me I can't eat, that's like cutting my throat. Okay, ask God to give you a fast. A fast has to be creative sometimes. Maybe you have a, a medical condition. You can't fast. Ask God to give you a fast. Might be put your phone in a closet drawer or something and hide it for 30 days. My mate, he might tell you, take your TV set and lay X to it. Fast. He might tell you, you can't have a certain food you like for 30 days creative see we think right away we got to do the same old thing the same old way and God says no I am a God of creativity are you getting this this morning Abraham and Sarah are a perfect example they were promised a child now, when we look at scriptures, I did for a lot of years anyway, before I really started uh, seeking relationship with God, I always thought, okay, so they're like in their 30s, maybe 40s, and Sarah's thinking her clock is ticking, and she ain't going to be able to have a baby. No, they were almost 100 years old. I was like, Lord, I don't want no babies at 100. How many of you women would say, thank you, but no, thank you, God. I don't care if I'm to birth the next president. No, thanks. Are you hearing me? 
But here they are, they were promised this kid. And I bet you never wondered why their names were changed. Because their name was Abram and Sarai. But when the promise came, God changed their names by one letter. Ah! Guess which letter? H. Hey. H-E-I. Because he changed their name to Abraham and Sarah. The breath of God. Creative breath of God. Does that get exciting to you? It takes the creative breath of God to do the impossible. That's why we don't have to look at our lives and think, that's impossible. This is impossible. I can't do it. He is the creator. He's creative. And his breath and power come in. And all of a sudden, the impossible is possible. That's why we don't have to look at our lives and feel like this is impossible. Not with our God. Not with your God. Not with my God. The miracle wasn't that David killed Goliath. It was he had relationship with a God who could kill Goliath. And when David, at the age of 12 or 13, can discover that, then how much more can we discover it? How much more do we have to see God move in our lives before we realize he's creative and he's all-powerful and he does the impossible? And now I know it and I feel like I'm home. There's a supernatural power that comes with the divine breath of God. And what David did was restore Israel's honor and brought God's full character, full character to the chaos around Israel. See, look at this. David needed that divine power empowerment. He needed the spirit of God to obtain victory and overcome the enemy. You need the divine empowerment of God. The hey in your life, the fifth letter of that alphabet, hey, you need it in your life to overcome, to show off God in your life, to be victorious. And you need it now in this season to show a lost and dying bunch of world that there is a God that can turn everything around. Oh man, you ought to be getting excited. Look with me at Genesis 1, 1 and 2. We're winding down. says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was unformed and void darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God hovered over the surface of the water 
the spirit of God was hovering. Listen to how this translates in the Hebrew. The peace of God was hovering over the chaos. Whoa. The peace of God, that's the true Hebrew, was hovering over all the nothingness of the world. You, you and I are called to bring peace. The Holy Ghost, when we walk in on the scene, the Holy Ghost comes in over all the chaos. Chicago rioting, looting, but they didn't show you. There were, there's a team of young people who go in and they lock down in an area of the, of the looting and the rioting and they raise up all their instruments and they start having a Holy Ghost party. And all of a sudden, guess what happened? They did this already in 26 states. Guess what happened? All of a sudden, people are gathering and people were getting saved and they set up a baptismal right there and they start baptizing people. And you can bet 20 police showed up to help protect them. How many of you hear me? When we show up on the scene, now listen to this as I close. Shalom means peace in Hebrew. Shalom means, listen to what it means, God's perfection. God's perfection surrounds the characteristics of God. The characteristics of holiness, peace, forgiveness, righteousness, justice, love, all of that is the characteristic of God. And when you come on the scene, then you hover with all the characteristics of God in your situation. You hover when you come into the situation with holiness and peace and love and joy and righteousness. Because you, 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 you represent Jesus Christ in the earth. Ah, oh, come on. How many of you are getting it? Religion without relationship is a big zero. We can practice all our little traditions. We can have all our little traditional this and that. We can do all our little wear perfect little things that we wear. We can do all that and guess what God's going? Eh, eh, wrong answer. Relationship relationship and that don't come with a one day a week visitation to church that comes with getting on our knees crying out Jesus I need you are you with me our purpose 
our purpose. See, we're beginning to feel at home in this earth. Why? Because we know our purpose. It's to come in and hover with the Lord Jesus as our, our back and hover with love toward people. No matter what they say or do, love, forgiveness. Don't let offense hold on to you. Man, I got offended this week. I said, oh, no. Pastor Simon gave the word. He said, offense is going to try to come in this season to block the move of God. Don't let it. Stop it. Crush it. I could have been offended. And I said, no, Jesus. And I, te- I, I said to that person, I texted him. I said, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me if I've offended you. And I just said, no, Lord. I forgive them and I bless them. Uh-uh. Don't let nothing hold on to you in this season. That's not God. We're called to bring the fullness. David came in against Goliath, and man, he blasted him. But he blasted him with relationship that he had with God. God said, David, you go get five stones. You pull the curse off of them waters, and you redeem Israel for me. Because, man, I've given this Philistine nation 40 days. Their probation's over. It's time for me to rise up. God's saying in this hour, church, I'm going to cause my church to rise up. I'm done. I've given the nations enough time to get right. Now it's time. Watch this clip. It's from the movie. Freedom Writers. If you get, oh, we can't watch the clip. (laughs) I bless that sound system in Jesus' name. It's a great movie. If you get an opportunity to see it, Freedom Writers. And in it, a, a young man who had been quiet the whole year in his school gets up in front of, you know, this teacher, she goes in to uh, teach English to a gang-infested school. And her whole English class are gang. And, you know, she gets into it with him about, what are you doing? And they're like, you know, you can't survive in this, in this uh, city unless you're part of, and blah, blah, blah. Well, the key was at the very end she had made, she had taught them how to journal. And at the very end, they all had a party where they were, their lives were changed. And, and uh, they, they come forward and read what, God, what they had journaled. And this one young man came up and he says, man, he says, I, I haven't talked this whole you know, year at school because I felt like an outcast. I felt like I didn't belong. And my mom, we were evicted and we were homeless. And I didn't want to come to school because I had nothing. And I was embarrassed and ashamed. He said, but then I came to this class. And he says, my crazy English teacher, she thought, she taught me this could be different. And he said, and you know what? He said, by the end of this year, some things have gotten better for me. We have a home. He said, but more than anything, I'm home. I know I belong. I know that there is something greater working in my half. Wow. Wow. How many of you would say, yes, God, I'm home. I'm home. I know. I know it takes the God of the universe to change my life. Let's pray this morning.
Lift your hands. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just surrender our hearts to you this morning. And as we pray, if you don't know Christ, or if your walk with Christ has not been what it should be, and you just want to renew it, you, you want to say, you know, Lord, I need relationship, not any more religion. Then I just want you to pray with me this morning. And, and just repeat after me, Jesus, I need relationship. I don't want to just know about you. I want you to come in. Come into my heart. Be Lord over my life. Make it real. And Lord, I thank you because I know I can do this with your help. So be Lord, be master, be ruler. In Jesus' name, amen. And let's pray that we more and more become that Holy Ghost. We more and more become filled with the Spirit of God to hover over a lost and dying world. Lord Jesus, I just thank you this morning for your word. Father, we don't propose to be David, but we propose that we are your kids like he is. And God, I thank you this morning that as we walk on the scene, no matter where we're at, God, we are bringing the fullness of your character with us. And God will hover, full of the Holy Spirit, will hover and will bring love and will bring joy and peace and righteousness. We'll bring conviction with us, not condemnation. We'll look at people and we won't play pretend and put a mask on. We don't have to be with our little cliches. Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. No, God, we'll just be honest. How are you? I'm doing okay, but how are you? Because I just want to support you. God, let us be that to one another. Let us be that to those that do not know you. To those that have left the house of the Lord because they're so discouraged by what they've seen in the house. God, bring them back. Give your church another chance, God. Bring them in. God, that we would be on our face crying out to you and that we would come and have the real thing, you, Jesus. Lord, change us today. We ask for that gift of repentance. We want to be right, God. We want to be right with you. Not right about stuff, but right with you. So, Lord, I thank you for the blood this morning that cleanses us, that forgives us, that heals us, that restores us. I thank you for Jesus. And Father, we just lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Just begin to pray. Pray in tongues or worship in the Spirit. Just begin to do that. 
Lord, we love you. We worship you this morning. You are Lord, and we are so thankful. We're so thankful, God. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for cleansing us. Thank you for healing our bodies so that we can work in the kingdom. Thank you, God. Thank you that, God, our lives be pleasing to you. 